0: Welcome to the Credit Up Podcast, where we have conversations with community members about financial well-being. Come on. Credit up. Credit up. Credit up. Financial empowerment. So, hi. How you doing, Jeff? Good. How are you? I guess nice I'll start by introducing myself. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, Jeff Klein, Executive Director of Sound Outreach. And, okay. uh, oh, wow. And, and so, who, who are you?
1: Uh, you just happened to leave that out in the parking lot. Uh, Did I didn't the Executive director? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, your program is working. It Thank works. you. It works. I've been in your program for about a couple of years now.
0: Oh, that's cool. Actually, well, wait, why, uh, don't you, why don't you introduce
1: yourself? Tell oh. us who you are. Okay. I'm LaCrescia Jackson. Mm-hmm. But you go uh, by Jackson. I go by Jackson. Nice. Uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. I was... Uh, let me see. I've been in the drug court program since December of 2015. That's how I came about moving to Tacoma.
0: Okay. So, wait. So, you... Through drug through, through drug, drug court, court, you move. Why would you move to Tacoma? I actually cool. It was a lot. It was,
1: it was more convenient for me to live here versus me catching the bus from my father's house or staying at my grandmother's house to commute here for drug court classes and programs. Right. They had, like they have me like uh, if you think about it, they have you in three classes during the day. Uh, you have random UAs that you had to come and take between what is it eight thirty in the morning to one o'clock until you get certain colors, or mm-hmm. you phase up. Uh, then you have random court dates and sometimes they might have you sit in the peanut gallery and view people coming in and out of custody until they feel like you've graduated from that point. Then you can start doing your own schedule and like they break it off slowly but shortly. They kind of let you do your own thing.
0: So it's kind of like uh, a phased in thing for them to feel good about, yeah. you know, you're you're doing your civic duty or whatever yeah. and you're ready to, yeah. to not be, you know, part of the, the system or...
1: Yeah, in a sense, is that, is that kinda like right? I said, uh, like uh, when you first first get into the program, they put you on daily contact, and daily contact means like I said, you have to go check in at eight o'clock in the morning, at eight thirty when they open the door, then you go sit in court all day till three thirty, or two thirty. Sometimes they let you go at two thirty. Mm-hmm. Then you're sitting there all day. Then you might have a night group. Then you have a, a morning group. They might have you in relapse prevention. They might have you in uh when you, uh, grief and loss, or you could be in domestic, uh, what do they call it? Domestic classes. And then they have another one, uh, uh, codependency classes. Then you have your mandatory group, which is your, be like a primary group mm-hmm. where you all meet up twice a week. And then those other ones, they, they have you uh, take at least three. So they they consider your two primary to be two in a week, and then the other one would either be the relapse prevention or Mm -hmm. uh, codependency. So it's like your schedule's already made for you. Yeah. But they have the system made up so they can get us back into society, in a sense, getting used to a schedule, uh, being accountable. Uh, They want you to be proactive, in a sense, because you still have to go to NA meetings. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with anything else. so it's like, and within that time, you still have to have another hour throughout the day. It's required. Yeah, it's required.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. It's all levels. I, I I'm going to admit right now I haven't been through it. Oh yeah. So no. I'm going to make some assumptions. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, please. Um, so I'm assuming that different people walk into that space with different attitudes about. Of course. You know, is this is this a yeah. good thing? Is this a bad thing? Do I, do I, I have to go through this? Is this is this? Excuse my you language. A, is this bullshit? You option. Is this? Uh, your
1: your lawyer or the judge will ask you if you want to. You want some type of treatment, some type of help, depending on your case. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you decide to take that treatment, they'll uh, basically give you a, a get out of jail free card, mm-hmm. and you have to sign your life over in a sense to another system, another part of the system. It's just like any other DLC or any other type of of, of, of city. I don't mm-hmm. want to call it. Okay, you, you're still in jail. It's it's out of custody, in yeah. custody. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's you're still in the system, but it's a little bit more leeway. Mm-hmm. I guess you want to say. Because you've agreed that this is something. It's a treatment, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's a it's an outpatient. But even within the program, some people get put into inpatient. Mm-hmm. If they feel like you're not helping yourself or working with the program, they will send you away for 30 days. Some people get sent for six months. Some people get sent for a, a year. I've never personally had the chance to even do any type of inpatient. I've been doing pretty well on my own. But like I said, it, it varies from different people. Like we have people in, their, in the program that are 18, all the way up to their 50s and 60s. Right. So it's like you never know who you're going to come across. You have alcoholics, heroin addicts, uh, crystal users, crack. Uh I've even seen a girl that was addicted to marijuana. Mm-hmm. So it's like you never know and the ages always they vary as well.
0: So so you're going through this, what's your um what's your attitude? What's your approach to it? Like are are, are you were you at this you, point now in my life? No, back then. Oh, back were then. you like open to it or were you like okay, this is Ooh. what I'm, I'm I'm excited I'm going to go through this. It's going to it's going to help me or were you like this I is know, not going to help I had
1: uh, I had just started using within the... when I got in the program in 2015. So I had about two, two and a half, almost three years. I had been addicted to heroin, mm-hmm. opiates. I started with Percocets. So it was like my, and within a year and a half, everything I I lost a lot. I lost, I lost pretty much I lost everything but my mind. Did you have a, an injury, and then no, like delete the Percocets or no? I no. just was just just getting high. I used to yeah. pop them with my friends. It was for mm-hmm. fun, just a party thing. I was always. I was always responsible, you know what I mean? I was yeah. 27. I got to a point in my life where I kind of had that, that place where I, what am I, what do I do now? Instead of making the best decisions I should have for my future, I made the wrong one, but I wasn't thinking. I didn't know right. I was going to pop these pills and eat these pills. I'd be smoking sure. them. And next, you know, a couple of years later, I'd be on heroin.
0: Like, yeah. you know, didn't you didn't know, plan that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. part of the plan. So, wait, where, did you grow up in Seattle?
1: Yes, from, yes sir. Well, from Seattle to Federal Way and then Kent uh, High School? I went to, let me see which high school I went to, I went to Kent Meridian and I ended up dropping out and went to Satori Alternative and Mm Renton. Kind of been like spread out. My mother and my father, my father was a, he was in and out of jail, ended up doing uh, 10 years in uh, penitentiary, the federal penitentiary. My mother was on and off drugs. She actually got clean and sober when I was about 14, but by then I was already on my own. My grandmother raised me. She was a, she was a good woman, Mm -hmm. but also herself. She was addicted to gambling. Okay. So it was like addiction's always been in my house, but people have always taking care of their businesses. Like I said, like on my mother's side, I could say that they're functional addicts. Like they might drink, smoke weed, but they go to work. They yep. take care of their bills. They have their house in order. My father's side is like either they went to school, military, or just end up getting high. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh, I always had strong people to show me a better way, but that's like I got caught up without my mother. I feel like. I didn't have, they, they were so young, like I had them, but I don't feel like I had what I needed, the proper necessities or the nurturing or the the right the right words, wisdom, you know? Yeah. It's like they were young. My mom was 16 when she had me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I watched her grow up. Right. So it was like my father, he was a good dad when he wasn't in prison or in jail. He was mainly my stability. Right. And then it was like between him being gun and her figuring out herself, I got left back with my grandmother. And she, like I said, she did the best she could do, but- but, but, you're, then, but you're still out there figuring
0: out stuff. Yeah. For it's like been, yeah. I
1: went through, I was like, I put myself in college. Well, I've th- always worked. When did you put yourself through college? I worked, uh, well, by the time I was 22, mm-hmm. I ended up figuring out a way to get in. Okay. I went to college, and went back to school. Didn't work out for me. I, always, I, I tried to work and hustle mm-hmm. and go to school. And it just didn't work. I ended up yeah. dropping out of school. I ended up going back. Was it
0: le- legal hustles or illegal hustles? I did whatever, just, you know, just whatever. like,
1: just like, like it like, I wasn't like, I, I never robbed anybody. Yeah. You know, I never man, put a gun to anybody, nothing like that. Like I, I did little stuff. Yeah. Like little stuff. Like if I, if I knew someone who had something, a lot of middlemaning. Yeah. A lot of middlemaning. Yeah.
0: yeah. But whatever, just to get by. Just to get yeah. a couple of extra dollars. Um, all right. So 2000, let's fast forward through that stuff. Um, 2015, uh, you're in the, the drug court program. Your attitude is what at that point? Like, change, turn things around or just I see wanted, how this goes? Or? I knew
1: I needed help. I wanted help, but more so I wanted to get out of jail. Yeah. But I really did want the help. Yep. So it was getting out, actually having an opportunity to have help because I never had help before. It was like, in my mind, I felt like, okay, we're going to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. But they're going to let me go. Okay, I'm going to get out. And then we're going to try to figure out what's, what's what. I stayed clean for like about two three months all the way up until my opt-in date which was like february almost march and then i went on the run right after my opt date. i had a bunch of illegal stuff going on court dates i had a, like a lot of stuff i was still trying to balance out
0: were you already in tacoma at this point mm-hmm.
1: and i left i had court dates in seattle and federal way and i ended up getting taken into custody bailing out from there and just never came back And I went on the run for about four months. Came back and, um, because like I said, it's like out of custody, in custody program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I came back, they tried to, uh, they were holding me against, uh, what was it called? Uh, Bell jumping charges. I acquired two new charges. I was looking at zero to six months. Now I'm looking at three to four years, I believe, in in Purdy. I've never been before in my life. So hearing that, it kind of
0: like snapped me into place like, okay, they're not playing. Right. And I've been going solid ever since. So what was, what was kind of the first – what was your approach uh, once you realized, okay, I don't want to go to Purdy? Like what – was it friends? Was it support networks? Was uh, it like uh, referrals to programs? This was like what's what?
1: crazy. Uh, I was sitting in the courtroom, and I wasn't sure if they were talking about sending me to treatment. Yeah. And um, I again, I had another warrant, and they couldn't release me without – me getting sent on my own. And the, and the prosecuting attorney didn't want me sent on my own because last time I didn't come back. And I remember there was this guy, he was he was uh, from an agency, a recovery cafe. His name was Larry. And I remember he mm-hmm. was speaking on someone's behalf and I kept thinking I need to, whoever he is, you I need him on my guy. side yeah, because they seem to like him. Yeah. So the judge went against the courts and everybody else and actually and believed in me and said, I'm going to give you a chance to make this right. Go take care of what you got to take care of, but be back here the next day. I did exactly what the judge said. Mm-hmm. I came back. She was cool. Went ground running, just kept going. Went to Recovery Cafe, got um, to know Larry. Yeah, yeah, got to know Larry. At this day, at, to this day, he's my mentor. Oh, like, nice. That mean I got like every plan that I've ever made. I've shut down with that man from play to play play. I've managed. I managed to hit. I've, I've
0: hit everything. Do you feel comfortable telling everybody what Recovery Cafe does? No, not at all. Did you know? No, Recovery you...
1: Cafe. Uh, it's a place where you can you can go for classes. Uh, I can't really say like uh, we call them circles. Yeah. You come there, you get circles, you get to talk, not really so much venting or glorifying about your, your old habits or what you used to do in the streets, like, a, like an N.A. Uh, they, they provide resources for people. And once you're in the program, they can help you with your housing. They can help you with your clothes. They can help you get your kids. They can actually have a, a, a psychiatrist on, 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 uh within the cut co- what, what would you call her she's, um, she's not a psychiatrist she's
0: like a therapist she's or... a therapist she's yeah. a family
1: she does family therapist. yeah she's an on-site family therapist uh what else do they do there you have kids uh, i have well he's not really mine that's another thing too like within this program i've met somebody and i've been knowing this kid since he was three months old he just turned two Okay. So he's just like, That's, he might as well say he's my son. Oh, great. That's my little heart. That's my guy. Yeah. You know, and I never wanted kids. Uh-huh. Like, I believe everything happens for a reason. You so know? this
0: is the kid of someone you met yes, at sir. Recovery Cafe? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It's crazy because we were at the Recovery Cafe. It was, uh, I used to spend all my time there, all my free time there. Yep. Like I really had nowhere to go in Tacoma. So it kind of kept me grounded being there. Mm-hmm. Even with no plan and no idea, just somewhere I know I could be. I felt safe, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, sure. I knew I wasn't going to get high. Yep. So it was like when I wasn't doing drug court, I wasn't at court, I was
0: at Recovery Cafe and then I went home and I did that every day. How important is that in a, like you didn't grow up in this community, but you might have people here or did you have any people here? No. All right. So having a place to go so you're not like being around folks that- You could get into trouble. How important is that important, or is that very important? It is just to have
1: somewhere to go. And I think sometimes I I know they have again, they have rules now that they don't want people just lingering around and hanging around, but sometimes I think people need that. That's just you need a spot to go. Yeah, you don't have any direction right now, but you sometimes we need a place, right? You know, right. And it's like we can go hang out anywhere out there, but that's not gonna be the best place for me, yeah, you know.
0: Um, yeah, so what, so what kind of so Larry, you're hooking in with Larry and Larry's faithfully. um, giving you some advice here and there yeah. or, or yeah, he's, is it just kind of helping you got figure out for yourself their, what you want to do? He
1: was straight to the point, like didn't candy coat anything, yeah. you know, and I needed that. So it was like, whatever I wanted to do, he just kind of, I can't really say like, they say a recovery coach is supposed to sit there and help you guide, but I really feel like he actually really sat down and was like really going through this with me. Like, look, you could do this like this, but if you do this, be expecting this. And i am like, well, I, I want this and I need this. Now he's like, okay, but you know, you're not really, we're not supposed to, I feel like we were on another level. I feel like right. he's, it was genuine. You yeah. know what I mean? Some people like, I believe Sherry, I, be, I believe people like Larry, people like Miss Anne, I think they go above and beyond what they, what, what, what they're, what you might call them in an in the agency or in the community. I believe those are real people who go through real experiences and they really want to help people.
0: So um, folks who have listened to this podcast before know that Sound Outreach, we focus on um, financial counseling, like getting people financial coached to have that one-on-one stuff. And then we, and then uh, some employment stuff, too, through our Center for Strong Families that folks have talked about. But I haven't talked about the RISE program. I got I to I tell
1: you about that. That's about crazy. the financial stuff? Because that's where I met Sherry Uh Cause, cause she was Ry- at the recovery cafe.
0: Yeah, because we, we brought Rise on because yeah. Sherry is so good. I was like, I got to get this person yeah. on my staff. I got to tell you this is what I'm thinking about now because you just took me back. Okay. This is
1: one of those times where I, I had uh, I had been coming in. Like I said, I just would just hang out. And by this time I met her, I had just started working. I was working all the way out in Puyallup, Sumner area. What were you doing? Uh, it was a trust builds company. We built trusses. Okay. Like great big trusses, commercials. Yeah. And uh, just a little little dainty, dainty little white lady in here with her little laptop it's, just, yeah. it's, it's cool as a breeze though like if you, if you if at the time if you seen the recovery cafe the people that were in there it's just like her personality yeah. was just like out of this world Yep, it's like I sat down with her and we talked for a second she was telling me about this program and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna try and make it. Yeah, she was yeah. talking about the RISE program. And if I'm interested in trying out and we were going to do like a, a survey or whatever. And I did whatever. And next you know, I was a part of the program. But I'm not really thinking too much of it. Just something just to do like, okay, this lady seems cool. Just doing something, but not really thinking I'm going to run off with this and actually mm-hmm. go somewhere with
0: well, this. Well, uh, can I interrupt you a second? Yes, let, me, let me back up and just, so RISE is a program through DSHS, and they have a program called BFET, which yeah. is for folks who are on food stamps to go through job training, like folks who are work-able. It's like you, to get the food stamps, you got to work. Yeah. But they're seeing that there are folks who are coming out of incarceration, long-term unemployed, people who are homeless that needed extra help. So they got money to pilot, basically test whether if we add more supportive services to this like people on food stamps, that they'll have better success. So that's why you filled out that survey, because it's a test. Like half the people who got in are Mm. being matched against the other half that didn't get in. Hmm. And they're going to see at the end of three years whether this population that got more help did better versus the folks who didn't get any help. And then they'll decide policy-wise whether, okay, do we take all the money that we put towards like rental assistance Mm -hmm. and... You know other stuff that Rise has the case management, the uh, clothing allowance, like things like that for job interviews, yeah. all that. The strategies for success classes, all that. Whether they should keep doing it. So this is you're part of a wow. of an experiment, okay. basically. Well, can I tell you something right now? Yeah.
1: Okay, from the Recovery Cafe to the Rise program, I honestly I wouldn't have my job that I have now if I hadn't went to strategy for Success and took that class. They had a uh, Sherry said that she knew some lady that was part of a, what do
0: you call it, a home, uh,
1: when you're, uh, hospitality?
0: Oh, hospitality. yeah, the hospi- the restaurant and, uh, yeah. she said and she hotel knew, industry. Yeah, she, the hospitality industry. She said she knew a lady
1: or some such, like and later on, I could probably, probably possibly get in, involved in that after I've been in strategy for success. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm telling her, I need the job now. I need a job now. I got to get a job. And I wasn't going to go to that class because I needed a job. I had just lost my job because I had a bad back problem. I had arthritis. Right. So I had to quit that job, the trust job I got. Oh, and I had wow. just got an apartment. So it was like I was So it was kind of desperate. Yeah, I was yeah. literally like doing like odd jobs, working for my auntie, donating blood over here, like whatever, but not doing anything illegal to make sure I pay my rent. Right. So she's coming to me with the strategy for success. She's telling me that I got to take this class. I do this and I can do this internship. And I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be months before that happens. I need money now for my rent. Yeah. So what'd you do? Listen to Sherry. Yeah? Yeah. You stuck with... I took the class, did exactly what she told me to do, and uh, went to a job fair that was uh, within a uh, uh, WorkSource building. Huh? Got a job that day through BJ's, been working there ever since. BJ's, did the the, inter- uh, the restaurant? Yes, sir, right there by Tacoma Mall. Well, what, were, what were you doing at BJ's? I'm a busser. Really? Yeah, I got hired on to be a server, but I didn't know their beers, because I guess they make their own beers. So they did yeah, me yeah. a busser, and I still haven't been able to do that because I don't want to drink. Yeah, and you have to course. know the beers and what the foods they go with and all that. And yeah. I feel like- How now, long have you I'm been at,
0: at BJ's? I, honestly, it's been a year, a year and a couple of weeks. And so busting bust at BJ's, do you mm, mind so? if I ask what the uh, hourly rate is? When I started working there, it was, was it 11? Okay. I think it went up a dollar. So you're at 12. So it's minimum wage plus yeah. tips. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so you get a portion of the tips from the, from the waiters? Yeah. The wait staff? Yeah. They pay you out? Yeah. Wow. So you've been doing that for a year. Yes, sir. And that's after going through the strategies for success, success class exactly. and uh, Sherry. And also, I had you. my
1: internship, a paid internship at a recovery cafe. Okay. Between me and Larry sitting down, I had a plan. When I sat down with him, I, I needed to get an apartment. I wanted to go back to school and I need to get my license. I want to get a car and I've hit every mark. That's I, amazing. That's I'm working on. That's and great. I'm in the process of going back to school to get my CBT.
0: How, wait, so how are you able to do it on minimum wage? Isn't that tough in, in Tacoma? To I do mean, what? To to pay rent, to get a car. Oh yeah,
1: like right now, like at this point, I'm not gonna say like I'm I do I'm doing great, but I'm I, I save
0: every dollar that I earn, and it's like what I can do and what I can't do. I has to be well thought out. Do you uh, do you have anyone else that you're living with that's paying helping with the rent? Me and my girl.
1: Okay. she's in the same position. I mean, so you're both. We both work at restaurants, plus going to school, and we got the baby, so it's like yeah, you know our days are, are pre-planned, scheduled. I have hours like either I'm coming in and she's going out. Mm-hmm. She's coming in, I'm going out. I'm off, she's on, I'm off, she's on, I'm off. Just with, figuring out how to take care of baby. Just between the baby and us, this yeah, is yeah. scheduled school, class, like, just thinking about it, like, sometimes it can be overwhelming. But yeah. I know it's gonna, it's, it's better than what, it's, I'm in a better place than I was two years ago, a year ago. Financially, I probably nowhere near I was where I was at five years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna get there legally in the right way and, like, Keep reminding myself that if i just continue to keep on just hold on it gets better
0: what and what is that i mean for you like what does that mean for you like what when you think about Stability. it when you think about your journey like what is that how what are your feelings about it like where you were before where you are now is it complicated is it pretty simple like like right now Like how you feel about yourself or how you
1: feel about what you've been through? I feel great. I feel like everything is for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not upset with myself. Like for a while I was disappointed mainly because I couldn't look at my mother. I caused a lot of heartache. So it's like I had to really understand myself and understand my place in this world and understand that I believe everything is for a reason. Had I not been through the experiences that I went through in my addiction, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now in my life with my son or my girlfriend or even having a career. I even have, I know what I want to do with myself. Like I went to school before thinking this is what I wanted to do. Then I got there and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this. Well, I'll just come Mm -hmm. back later on. And it's like right now I feel like this is it. Well, So, yeah. So what do you want to do? I want to be a CPT. Chemical, uh, chemical dependency counselor. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. Eventually, I want to do with kids. I want to do with juveniles with addiction. Yeah. that's where I started at. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's where a lot of poverty starts at with the youth and the gangs and with the drugs. I believe if I can get somewhere where that starts at, I can alleviate a lot of problems, or at that's- least touch bases and and, and make
0: someone aware of their options, their choices, you know? So what's that pathway for you? If you're, if you're busting tables, $12 an hour, you're, you have the paid internship at Recovery Cafe. Not anymore. That was like for like four months. Okay. That's all right. That's been over and done with. So what are the steps to get to the, to the uh, chemical dependency treatment? Pass all my classes. Right now
1: it's like this quarter, I did pretty good last quarter. So you're in school now? Yeah. I've been in, I've been in since two quarters. All right. So where are you in school? Well, since winter, since winter uh right now i'm at clover park there's a uh there's a psych teacher i like there yeah and i'm taking my computer classes there uh but i prefer to be a tcc when it comes to my actual classes that i'm taking
0: so you started, in the fall. Organized. you started in the fall you started no, in the fall oh no winter oh winter okay and then so how many just like, winter and spring right now like, so like i just one, one class each quarter? no i'm taking three classes three quarter. yes sir so this quarter I'm taking two
1: because I took three last time and it was like a little bit much. Is that full-time? Yes, three? sir. Three is full-time. But two is a little
0: it's more manageable. part-time, yeah. 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 So what's the timetable for you? Like when do you want to have that degree in hand? Well, realistically, I'm hoping to get it done within two years.
1: But I want to go as far as I can with it. You know, yeah. I don't want to just stop there. I want to go as far as I can. But I have to be realistic. Like that I do have bills. I do have responsibilities. Right.
0: So, Jackson, um, I think I interrupted you a little earlier. We were talking about, um, I was telling you what we do at Sound Outreach and that we have a financial counselor and you look like you were going to say something, but I kept interrupting. Yeah, so I'm honestly, sorry.
1: I need to sit down and make an appointment with Tim.
0: Like yeah. I was
1: saying, I was getting ready to say that uh, he, I, I've been so busy, like between my schedule and when I finally had a chance, he went out of town. and
0: Yeah, was, Tim, Tim was on vacation, like first vacation I've seen him take and- yeah, he's a solid dude. I've always seen yeah. him on the office. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, you're going to connect with Tim. So, what Tim Tim runs this program called Center for Strong Families, yep. and that combines employment coaching with financial counseling. Yeah. So, Tim will hook you up with a financial counselor too. You can sit and look at your budget, look at your credit, um, figure out household budgeting, whatever your financial goals are. Like, maybe yeah. you want to try to save money. Maybe you want to buy a house one day. Like, yeah. any of that stuff, and. Like, have you ever have you ever talked about your credit score with anyone? Or yeah, I have a seven twenty or six ninety.
1: I actually uh, you have a seven twenty. I had a seven twenty, but that's between crazy. this last year, someone opened up a phone bill in my name, so <sighs> now I'm at a six ninety, and I don't even deal with T-Mobile, so I'm kind of I keep writing them letters trying to figure out what's what. That's what you got to do. You got to advocate for yourself. Yeah. but
0: our, that's what our counselors do too. Is like people yeah. don't know if you see this on your credit credit report, like yeah. you got to send a letter and dispute it. Like that's what our yeah, no, Our I counselors was do. i but... always
1: pretty good with my credit. My auntie always told me not to mess with my credit. So Smart I, auntie. Yeah, yeah. I never did anything with my credit. That's why I was kind of upset when I see them thinking I should be good because I was an iron worker. They told me exactly where I was at. And then I come back a couple of years later. I'm like, yeah, I should have this. And they're like, oh, you have a 690. I'm like, what? Yeah. I should have a 720, if not better. Wow. But if not, I should be at 720, but no, I have a 690 due to a cell phone bill. And a couple of... What is it? Hospital visit, but they said those will fall off. They've been like long enough; they're yeah. gone. But right. the only thing that's really affected me right now
0: is the recent one is this this T Mobile bill, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Um, so yeah. So <laughs> Tim, someone that uh, you can for sure talk to, and um, so that's your goal. Yes, sir. That's great. That's really great. So yeah, this t-
1: is crazy. You're the executive. So how did this come about? How did where did the rice come from?
0: Sure. Um, actually, we we used to do. Uh, like food stamp outreach. And Sherry thought that we did the RISE program. So she contacted me out of nowhere because she was working in King County and she didn't want to commute anymore. So she just wrote to me and said, hey, you know, if you want to do the program at Sound Outreach, you could do it at Sound Outreach. And she didn't realize that all we did was sign people up for food stamps. We didn't do the job stuff. Oh, wow. And then a couple months later, I was like, you know, food stamps are not enough for people. Like I want to figure out how else we so can help. help. So yeah. I wrote to her. I said, are you still interested in this? Because DSHS contacted me about being a RISE site and I don't know anything about it. And so honestly, like if Sherry wasn't part of the deal, we never would have done RISE because wow. she's like the best RISE case manager in the state. Oh, well, she is. Like other programs were kind of struggling around the state, but she always had a full caseload. Cause you, like she's, what you said, She's real. She's she sincere. would go sit out at recovery cafe, she would go to the shelters and just sit and talk to people rather than just like, you know, what other places she's do. She's not just, a
1: pencil push. She's serious. Yeah, she's you know?
0: she's great. And yeah. uh, when the RISE program ends, like, you know, she's got her own uh, ideas about starting up yeah. a, a, a great business, yeah. like to get people uh, temp jobs who yes. are coming out of treatment and stuff like that. So I'm rooting for her to, to be super successful. But we're, she's not going to be at Sound Outreach anymore. I'm, yeah. um, pretty bummed about that, but, uh, You guys yeah. still work together. That's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. That's so crazy. She's so mad. She never told me this. She, yeah, she's, uh, so she used to work for a, a temp agency. Okay. And then she got into the case management stuff. So she's like, I'm going to combine the two because a lot of folks who are getting temp jobs, they don't get the supports. Yeah. She wants to give the rise type supports to folks and temp jobs. Okay. So whatever, you know, strategies for success or, Case management, um, getting folks into treatment programs, things all like in that. One, one house. Yeah. That's so cool. it's brilliant. I think yeah. it's
1: I think she'll do well. I think you should do well as well. Well, she would, she's if Everybody comes together and works together, she should do very well.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: At the end of the day. It's all about making a better society.
0: She's know? pretty tenacious too. Like
1: Man. That's why I, I get pumped. Like I said, she's real, you know? She's yeah. genuine. Yeah. Like I had my like, mom in this program, like I said, when I had my back and I was going to my own personal issues, like, you know, when you kind of feel like you hit defeat, she wouldn't allow me to dwell or suffer or even play with the idea of being done, you know? Then I'm forever indebted to her for that. Like, she has no idea how much I think about that. That's why I said when she
0: calls or says, hey, be here, do this, no questions asked, you know? That's just the kind of person she is. How important is it to have, like, two questions. How important is it for folks going through stuff that you've gone through? To have supports like that. And also like, what other, what other stuff is needed? Like what? Cause it's not just like, it's not like the, this is our society, feels- right? Like we, we have like a lot of issues in our society yeah. and it's not like, I don't believe any of that stuff. Like it's everyone's personal responsibility to, you know, take care of themselves. Like we all have to take care of each other. Some, 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 some. I stutter sometimes
1: in some safer fashion, yeah. I believe we all need to work together. But it felt good to actually have some real support or someone to actually advocate for me in places where I couldn't or ex- take the time to explain what's what's this and what's that or how to fill this out, you know? People don't know sometimes, and that could be, like, the biggest curve is just filling out an application. Just, like, being intimidated or not knowing just how to do it. Just not knowing, Yeah. you know? Just not knowing or exactly how to go about it or who to talk to. And some people don't really understand, they don't get it. You're coming from the streets or dealing with people who are so involved in the streets, this is all brand new or
0: this could be foreign, you know? That's what I um, that's what I try to talk to folks about in at Sound Outreach. Like, you know, when I, when I got my first job in Tacoma, I would already done some other stuff, you know, in other places in the country, but I, you know, Emailed a bunch of people and set up informational interview meetings. And I was just like, I'm moving to town. This is what I like doing. This is what I like to do. Uh, If you hear about any job openings in this area, let me know. And if I saw something posted, I could write to those folks and say, Hey, do you know the director at this place? Can you put in a word for me? Because you met me. I met with like 26 people. It was my own little hustle or whatever. But most people don't know that networking is a way. People get jobs. I mean, yeah. they say oh, it's all fair because all the resumes will be looked at the same. But when it comes down to it, it's who you know. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if, if you're maybe struggled through high school, you don't have the networks, if you, if you're coming out of incarceration, like you don't know what you know, that if you send your resume out, people are gonna automatically look at like, oh, this person was incarcerated, yeah, this is right out the it. door. Yeah, but if we can so. use our networks at sound outreach. The way that like I might call someone that I that I know in the community and say like, hey, can you put in a word for me here? Like, if we could be that word for people, if we can say, hey, you know, Jackson's been through our program, we vouch for Jackson. Uh, you know, this person will do a great job. Then that's the same thing, right? That's amazing. So, and why shouldn't everyone have that like someone vouching for them?
1: That's amazing. Like when you when you ask me how how is it now from here to there and from then to here. This is amazing. Like this is the kind of things like you don't think about when you're trying to get through this day to get to the next day, just to stay sober or to stay out of trouble or to do it the right way. To be sitting here right now and what what Sherry calls me success story, I do this because I feel like I'm just living my life is according to what I should be doing. Yeah, I
0: don't it's like, feel like I
1: should be commended. And it's, but a it's a moment. Like,
0: in, it's a moment in time. Yeah, but right? th- like,
1: this is amazing, man. Like the opportunity to be here to speak on on, on behalf of others or just to be like, oh, you could. You could use, I could use it as a reference or you speak on my behalf. Like that's that's amazing.
0: Well, and hopefully like people hearing your story will be yeah. like, oh, that's someone that I'd want to hire because, yeah. you know, I know how hard Jackson worked to, to get to the spot. So, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I appreciate that you're here because, um, you know, people who listen to this can hear, you know, hopefully that everyone's different. Everyone has, you know, their own reasons for where they are. And where they're going yeah um you know i hope i know you're here because what you told me before we start recording is that you hope that you know more people can hear about your story and it could help other people and yes, i sir. think that's super like admirable and commendable too so that's what it's about you're yeah. doing great stuff um anyone who i know sherry's super proud of you i know you should be proud of yourself like that's yes, the sir. most important thing no doubt and i i just you know I'm sure everyone listening is super inspired by your story. Yeah, I'm glad I, you I know guys I didn't I
1: tell me I was meeting the executive.
0: Uh, it's not that big a deal. It is. I don't do any of the like frontline work. Like, still, I can't started, do what Sherry does. I can't it do what Tim does. If you guys
1: didn't have a plan or idea, it wouldn't be, you know? Wow, well, that's amazing, man. Regardless. I like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I just appreciate you. Don't you don't
1: have to have a billion dollar car. That, like this is the kind of stuff that impresses me.
0: You know, this well, is the stuff that matters. Well, it's a mutual admiration here. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. Cool. Well, it was good to meet you, Jackson. Good talking to you. Nice to meet you, Jack. I appreciate it.
1: You too, Doug. Financial empowerment.
0: For more information about Sound Outreach and the Credit Up initiative, please visit soundoutreach.org creditup.